Welcome to Q&A Monday, and today's question comes from Kayla in Texas. She says that she has a two-year-old and another little girl due any day now, and her husband and her have made the decision already to homeschool their children. And I am so excited about this. She says she's been preparing and learning about all these things. It had just been a thought, and now it's grown into their plan. So she's given me a lot of details, but I'm going to kind of condense it here down to what she says. My question is how to go about introducing homeschooling to my toddler. I don't want to suddenly one day when she's five be like, okay, today we're going to start homeschooling. She imagined it looked like a gradual kind of work up to a routine, maybe adding a little more each year or something. But at the same time, she says, I don't want to rush things and I want to enjoy her toddler years of just letting her play and learn through play. She said that they would also like to homeschool on a budget, especially in the early years. So we're going to dive into that. I love this question and I am so excited when I hear from moms who have young children and are starting to look into it even beforehand. So let's jump into that one right now today. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Do you know what today's episode is? Well, yes, we have a question. It's a Q&A Monday. But do you realize what number it is? This is episode number 50. Five zero. I am fi- I am 50 today. Well, the podcast is 50. I'm not 50. A couple more years. But I'm really excited. I had no idea a few months ago that this would be so much fun to do. And I really appreciate you jumping into this podcast a couple times a week. It's been fun to do these Q&A Mondays and to just dive into all of the things. And since I know you keep coming back for more episodes, I would really appreciate it. And it would be a big, huge thank you for me as like a celebratory 50 episodes. If you could go ahead and leave me a review right now, it only takes about 30 seconds to do. Just scroll down on your iTunes, your Apple iTunes app and go on down. You hit the five stars. That would be fantastic. And then go ahead and just write out a review. And if you want to include in that, your favorite episode from these 50 episodes, I would really love to get some of that feedback. So thank you very much for go ahead and taking just 30 seconds to do that. But right now, let's dive into this question. I have, let's say five really kind of simple, quick tips to give to Kayla and to any of you who are maybe deciding as brand new homeschoolers to move into this lifestyle when your children are young. But I really do think that this can apply to anybody who is bringing their kids home from from public school or a private school, or even if your kids are a little bit older, they're not quite two. This is fine too if you're thinking like you have a four-year-old, five-year-old, whatever. I think anybody can get some tidbit of encouragement or advice from this. So let's dive into these five tips I have for Kayla and how to introduce homeschooling. 
So the first one is to just let her play. In our culture, we have kind of forgotten the art of playing and what that does for a child and how they learn. So think about just a very young child. How do they learn to uh, do buttons or zip something up or to open and close things? By practicing and doing it. And when they can do that in a play type of way, it is less, I don't want to say, I guess stressful. It's less, there's less pressure on them if they have the time to do these things, to try out these things. How do they learn to walk? By trying. How do they learn to, how does a child learn how to swing on their own on a swing? By pumping their legs. By doing it. And so play is really just their natural way of interacting with the world, with learning about the world. And really as adults, that's all we still are doing. We're just doing it on a different level. We're still all learning about the world. Nobody knows everything about it. Nobody knows everything about everybody. And you know, as you get older, it might be more relational things that you're dealing with. You, know, I have teenagers and we're uh, a big thing that they're learning right now is the art of dealing with different personalities and interacting with people. And so we really need to let our kids play. In our culture and in our society, we have things for our kids to get involved in. Two years old, they can start maybe taking dance classes or play soccer or uh, learn something. There just is, and there's nothing wrong. If this is what your family feels is important to do, go ahead and do that. But don't feel the pressure. I remember feeling extreme pressure. Everybody's kids were involved in all these things. And how are they going to, and we would start soccer. My kid was like maybe eight or nine. And half of these kids were like super fantastic. They're ready for whatever the professional league of soccer is. And my kid's like, uh, how do you kick the ball? And it felt like I felt a little bad at first. And I was like, forget it. You know, who, who cares? They just, I just wanted them to get involved in something. And we just have such... Um, We want to structure so much for our children, even from a young age. And I don't think that that, I know that it's not doing them any type of service. So let the children play. Number two is to create an atmosphere of natural learning. This is what our family culture is. This is what the homeschool lifestyle can be. So creating a family culture, well, while that learning is just a natural thing, it's not something that we put into a box and we only do from this time to this time, it is a part of our life. We go on a hike and we're learning about the trees and we're watching for animals and we're learning about the seasons and just all these things that just kind of can naturally occur. A child says that they're interested in, say, volcanoes. Find a video for them to watch on volcanoes, get some books on volcanoes and just read them and learn about it. And when they've learned what they want to know, they're, they'll let you know when they're satisfied with that information. But I would say just create an atmosphere of natural learning. It's just as a part of who you are, not just the child, but also mom and dad continuing to learn and to grow in their knowledge and in their abilities. Number three, I would say until it becomes natural for you to do number two, which is creating a natural learning environment, until that becomes a part of who you are, and it can take time because you have in your mind a way that education needs to occur. But that's what I'm going to tell you right now, that what you are doing in your family, you do not need to do what the public school is doing. This is a huge thing. This is really, and we dive really deep into this and clarify your homeschool because 
the mindset. We really talk about that, but not like in a woo-woo, new age kind of way, but just in our approach to learning and education. We have to break down some of the barriers. And this has been one of the main things that I think from every single mom that has gone through the course and has put the time in, they have said, wow, I didn't realize that that was holding me back. And then that was then also holding my child back. So until it becomes natural that learning is just a part of your family culture and your environment, continue to remind yourself daily, say, I do not need to do what the public school is doing. And number four, slowly add things in as she's interested in them. If she starts to want to know more about math, then go ahead. She could be four and it's just simple things. You could be outside playing and, you know, she brings over two rocks and you say two rocks, you know, okay, one rock plus one rock is two rocks. Just simple ways of doing that. And some kids are very interested in solid learning. Like they, they, like they want flashcards. <laughs> if you have a child that does not like flashcards, you're like, what? Yeah. There's some kids that are like that push to like, no, they really show an interest in learning even deeper. And that's, that's fantastic. That's the gifting and the personality and the abilities that God has given to them. Foster those, let those grow and just let her, when she's showing interest in something, follow that until she's not showing interest because to her, in her mind, she has mastered that subject, that topic at that point. And now she's ready to go on to the next thing. So just kind of allow her to take a little bit of a lead, especially here. And you can slowly start to introduce if you're saying, you know, I feel like we need to do more formal math. Well, like she said in the question, there's no reason. Okay, you're five. Now we're going to sit down and we're going to do two hours of work. Here's your math book. Here's this. Here's that. Maybe she's four and she's interested in using workbooks. Go ahead and pick up a workbook at Walmart or something. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. Again, flashcards. You can find free things, printables online. But just add things in as she's interested. Before you know it, you'll be like, yeah, we're kind of, we're here at this point where we are doing, you know, a little bit more formal education. And number five, I cannot stress this one enough, but read. Read to your child about everything. Let's go back to the volcano um, example. They want to know about volcanoes. Read a book about volcanoes. It can be a nonfiction. It can be something that's actual real, talking about the structure of volcano, how does it work? What happens? All of those things. You can also put in some books that are fictional, maybe that talk about some children that were living on an island with a volcano that exploded. I mean, granted, if she's really young, you're not going to want one that's going to be scary or, <laughs> or anything. But just reading to our children, it just can't be emphasized enough just to read about everything I've talked about. Read alouds and there's just so many fantastic books. You're never going to read all of them, but we're going to go back to the old saying of readers are leaders. And before they can read, you read to them. And when they see that you have taken time to read and they have this desire to gain knowledge and to have experiences and see that books are actually enjoyable to read, you can gain information, but you can also just have some fun reading a book, especially fictional books, you know, they can, kids can find their genres that they enjoy, but just reading to her about everything and anything that she would be interested in. And even when they're young, you start off with picture books, then you start off with simple chapter books. And 
I just remember being so excited when my kids were, they had the attention span to sit and listen to an entire chapter book. And it just went from there. And all three of my kids are huge readers. And I know that it's because I did read to them. And it, I'm going to tell you, it's felt a little silly when they were really little and basically just trying to tear the book out of your hands and eat the pages, <laughs> but don't stop. Keep reading to them, give them this love of learning and it will serve them so well the rest of their lives. Everybody that they interact with and every job that they take, every role that they have in life will be, um, they will be better equipped for that because they enjoy learning and they know that learning can happen from reading. So let's go over those uh, five steps real quick one more time. So the first one is to just let her play. Second is to create an atmosphere of natural learning. And this just becomes your family culture. And number three says though, until that is natural, continue to remind yourself, I do not need to do what the public school is doing. Number four, slowly add things in as the child is interested in it. And number five, read to your child about everything. This is how you can slowly start to incorporate and to find your family's homeschool lifestyle and to create a culture. This is just a natural part of what we do. We don't separate out learning from our family time. It is all, it's all mushed together and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful mush, that's what we'll say. What a fantastic question. Thank you for sending that in, Kayla. If you are interested in having your question answered here on a Q&A Monday, Go ahead and send me a quick email. The email is in the show notes. Let me know what your question is, your first name and your state, because I'd love to answer that on an upcoming episode. And I also know that you have been listening to these episodes. This is episode 50. Maybe you've listened to all 50 of them. And I know that you've been thinking about Clarify Your Homeschool. And I also know that it feels scary to make this investment in you and your family. And I've been there. I know what that feels like to be like, oh, I don't know. This is this is a big, this is kind of a big decision. And I'm going to tell you that just two weeks ago, I made a big decision to invest in, in something that's going to help me be able to manage my home much better and to fulfill all the roles that I have. And I tell you right now, I sat on it for a few weeks. And when I hit that Yes, that enter button uh, right before that, I felt like I was going to throw up <laughs> because it just felt, I was like, really? And once I hit that enter button, I was like, ah, the sweet relief. I had access to all the information and I've been implementing it and I'm so glad. So I want to ask you, like, imagine where you'll be in three months. Imagine where you'll be one year from now without the support of Clarify Your Homeschool. Now imagine if you had that support, if you said today, you know what? I'm going to get started today. I am going to take the time to invest in myself, which is going to then invest in my family. We are going to get ourselves, we are going to get our homeschool on track. And this is something that we are going to look back, you know, that you are going to look back and you're going to say, I am so glad that I took that step, that I knew it was stirring in my heart to do so. I knew that I needed help. I know that my homeschool is a bit of a hot mess. I know that I am feeling overwhelmed. I know that I can do this better. And in Clarify Your Homeschool, you're going to get that support. We are going to walk through all the things. We're going to talk about what do you do if you're bringing a child home from school? What do you do also if you're just starting off? This, this whole episode, we can dive in way deep. And when I talked about in that step number three, 
that we don't have to do what the public school is doing. We dive into that and clarify your homeschool and like deep (laughs) and we break away all of those preconceived notions, all of those ideas of what we, that we think is education and learning. This is exactly what I had to do for myself. And I am on the other side. And as I look at the moms who have taken the time to invest in themselves and to invest in their family and their future and their homeschool, and they are walking with their heads held high. They feel confident. They come back sometimes and like, Ooh, what do I do this? Is this crazy to make this change? I'm like, no, what's making you want to do that? And we can talk through those ideas and see how does that look in your family. So imagine if in three months from now, you've decided today to invest and clarify your homeschool. Three months from now, you'll be starting a new homeschool year and you're going to be like, wow, I'm so glad that I did that. It's always hard to take that step. But on the other side of that step is peace. And we have a sense of calmness. And we also now have the tools and the resources to make those changes to be able to say, you know what, our days are going so well now. And if there are days that go haywire, that go out of whack, I have the foundation now because of Clarify Your Homeschool and this access that I have to the community behind Clarify Your Homeschool and to our group calls, you can ask me directly these questions. We can talk specifically about your family. And so I want you to think about where are you going to be three months from now? Where are you going to be one year from now? When you decide that today is the day. So head on over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. All the information is there. You can get started. If something like a payment plan is going to be what you need for your budget, fantastic. Scroll to the bottom of clarifyyourhomeschool.com and there's a payment plan option for you. And once you say yes, yep, I'm in, you're going to get instant access to the entire course. You can start in five minutes from right now. If that, if it takes you that long, it shouldn't. (laughs) You can start in two minutes from now. You can spend your summer in a really good way and you can do so in your own free time during the summer to work through this. Join in on the group calls, ask the questions, decide that today is the day that I am going to make this change. We are going to shift our homeschool and it's going to be fantastic. So thanks for joining me today for this Q&A Monday I will see you tomorrow, but in the meantime, I will also see you over and clarify your homeschool and our free Facebook group. You can check that out. It's in the link is in the show notes below if you're not in there, because that's where I can interact with you as well. But if you want specifics about you and your family, it's going to be clarify your homeschool. We'll see you over there later. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.